Welcome to r slash best of Redditor updates, where OP's son spends $300,000 on prostitutes. Our next Reddit post is from Relationship Advice. Me and my now deceased ex-wife have five kids together. Three sons, ages 35, 30, and 28, and two daughters, ages 24 and 21. A few years ago, their mother passed away and left each of them a very large inheritance. Over 300 pounds each, evenly distributed among them. So for context, 300,000 pounds is worth about 371,000 US dollars. Prior to her passing, she made it clear to them that this money was not to be wasted. It was to be used to pay off debt, used for further education, and to put towards buying a house in the future. My 28-year-old son and 24-year-old daughter have completely squandered this money in just a couple of years. My daughter spent it all traveling across the world carefree, staying in nice hotels and eating fancy dinners. I completely understand going on vacation, but to blow all of it on travel against her mother's wishes? Bloody shameful. My son is even worse. He has literally spent it all on drugs, alcohol, and escorts over this time. None of it has gone towards self-improvement like their mother wanted. So I continued to hound them over this time and time again until, as expected, it was all wasted. Once this happened, I decided to cut them both out of my will. Because I don't want my hard-earned money being squandered so my kids can live a hedonistic lifestyle for a couple of years. I told this to their siblings in confidence so that they would be prepared to deal with the fallout when I eventually pass. One of them, I'm not sure who, spilled the beans, and now my other kids have gone off the deep end and proclaimed that I'm dead to them and that they don't have a dad. I don't want to go into a long, bitter feud with my kids, but I'll be damned if I'm going to have my life savings wasted by them also. Any advice on how to fix this? Okay, $300,000 on travel is pretty nuts, though. That's pretty extravagant. But 300 k on drugs and escorts? That must have been a hell of a good time. <laughs> then, five days later, OP posted an update. So, I took the advice of the previous thread, which was overwhelmingly to consider setting up a trust for my two problem kids. Before I even invited the two of them over to talk the issue over, my son called me to apologize for how he was acting. He seemed genuinely ashamed of the things he said, and admitted that it was wrong of him to waste his mother's savings like that. Anyway, I invited the two of them over to tell them my plans. My son seemed very apologetic, while my daughter was clearly still upset with me. I told them that I would reinstate their inheritance, but since they've demonstrated extremely poor money management, that I'll only do so through a trust. I said that I would talk with a proper lawyer and financial expert on setting them up, and they'd be designed to provide for them and any future kids that they might have for many years after I was gone. I said that them blowing through the money in a few years was simply not an option. My son took the news very well and said that he wouldn't trust himself with that money anyways. I'm not sure what caused such a sudden change of heart in my son, but it seemed genuine. He also offered to go to therapy for his passionate hugging and drug addiction if I helped pay, which I agreed to. I'll make sure the therapist actually exists. Don't worry. My daughter did not take it well. Christ! Far worse than I expected. Here I am willing to give them a second chance, and she just blows up about how it's not fair that it's only them that don't get the money outright. I explained that their siblings had demonstrated that they were responsible with money, and hence why I would leave it to them outright. Nope, 
Not good enough for her. She doubled down that spending all of her mother's £300,000 on travel was justified. She had the gall to again call me several extremely upsetting names and accuse me of being emotionally abusive. So I told my daughter that since I'm retiring soon, perhaps I should experience the joys of travel also. Perhaps I should spend her inheritance that I've worked for my entire life on travel myself. She stormed out and hasn't contacted me since. I'm really proud of how my son has taken the news, and I'm extremely disappointed in my daughter. I'm genuinely considering spending her part of the inheritance on travel myself at this point. Okay, OP, so with this story, I actually don't really disagree with your kids. They got 300k. If they want to spend that money on travel, then it's their money. So if they want to waste it that way, they can waste it that way. I mean, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's a wise way to spend 300,000 pounds, but you know, it's their money at the end of the day. Using that same logic though, your money is your money. And if you don't want to give it to your kids because you don't like the way they're going to spend it, then that's 100% your right. I do actually agree with your kind of final idea that you should have fun because, you know, you've worked hard. You lost your wife. You're alone in life. Why not just spend your golden years, you know, traveling the world, having some fun? Hell, you could even invite your kids along with you and pay for some extravagant vacation for the six of you to go out, have fun, experience the world. I mean, why not, OP? It's your money. You've earned it. Also, OP clarified in a comment that he didn't ever own a business. He just worked a normal job, but he saved and invested every dollar that he could. So the fact that he and his wife had, let me see, 300,000 pounds times five kids is 1.5 million pounds. So we're just going to guess that OP made that much as well. So that's 3 million pounds between him and his wife. That's an insane amount of money for people working normal middle-class jobs. So, OP, really, you deserve this. You deserve some time off. I 100% agree that you should spend some of this money on yourself, OP. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash home improvement. So, I messed up bad. Real bad. Two weeks ago, me and my wife decided it was time to replace our falling apart laminate floors. The location of the laminate we were replacing was in the kitchen, dining room, family room, living room, and main hallway. We thought it'd be nice to have all the rooms, including the kitchen and dining room, all one floor. So, we ripped up all the old click laminate. In the hallways and family room, we found the original 1970s vinyl underneath. We got the tile up in the kitchen, and were left with an absolute mess of thin sets. As a quick aside here, thin set is like the stuff in between the floor and the tile on top of the floor. So it's like mortar that kind of binds it together, I think. So I googled the easiest way to get up thin set. I found a video on YouTube showing how to use a grinder with a shop vac attachment and diamond grinding wheel. So I tried that and it worked great and I was super proud of how well it came out. Here's where the story goes south. Two days later, my dad came over to check the progress we made. I was showing him the kitchen, explaining the process I used to quickly take the thin set off. My father looked at the floor and asked what was the material on it. I said it's concrete, and he said, no, it's not. He grabbed a utility knife and cut a small square of material off the floor where I had ground down the thin set. It was a paper-like material that was brittle. He said that it looked to be the paper backing that came with old vinyl sheet flooring. He looked over at the family room, saw the old sheet flooring, and told me that I had to get out of the house and get the materials tested. 
So I packed up the wife and kids and went to my parents' house for the weekend. Oh no. Yesterday, the testing company came out and took samples from all over the house. Today, we received the results. Both the vinyl in the family room and the paper that was below the thin set tested positive for asbestos. The paper stuff below the thin set tested positive for 15% white crystalline asbestos. The story gets worse. I ground down a spot on Wednesday night, and I did a little bit more on Thursday night. We live in South Florida, so we ran the air conditioning overnight both nights. I then continued to finish the job on Friday. Because I pulverized the asbestos into a fine powder, and even though I was running the shop vac pulling up the material as I went, I don't have a HEPA filter. And I just had a regular collection bag, so therefore, the asbestos, through the help of my AC, has contaminated my entire home. I exposed my family to a toxic, cancer-causing element and effectively ruined my home because I didn't know what I was doing. Something so innocent as just wanting to lay floors has turned into an absolute nightmare. I consider myself lucky because if it wasn't for my father, we would have continued to lay the floor and just cleaned up and never had a second thought about it and just lived in it. I asked the asbestos tester that, based on her experience, was it common for homeowners to do exactly what I did and never know about it? She said that probably about 90% of people who do DIY do not test it and don't know they've contaminated their home. She told me that some contractors are even worse because they've done so many homes. They're often working with unskilled labor who don't know or don't care and just rip it up, contaminate the area, and leave. Anyways, sorry for the wall of text, but I literally feel sick about what happened. We have no access to anything in the home. We'll likely have to trash clothes, sheets, basically any fabrics in the home. We're in a position where we can afford to fix the problem, but honestly, it's clearing us out. Let my mistake be a lesson. Be safe. And then OP posted an update. Well, it was bad. As bad as I thought that it would be. I received four quotes for the decontamination and the removal of the rest of the asbestos-containing floors, which range from $17,000 all the way up to $38,000. All contractors I spoke with told me essentially the same thing, that all porous material had to be disposed of and that my fiberglass AC ductwork also had to go. The contractor we went with ended up costing us $22,000 for the abatement and another $7,000 for the ceiling repairs and refinishing. Then OP writes a long paragraph where he explains that the contractor says that he's never seen someone grind up the asbestos like this and as a result, the air samples are terrible. Then he continues, By the end of it, we lost all of our couches, mattresses, clothing, towels, sheets, pretty much anything that had fabric on it. The ceilings had to be ripped apart to pull the AC ductwork out without contaminating the attic, as well as my air handler having to be completely disassembled and cleaned. I cannot stress this enough. If you're in an old house and you're going to be performing your own demo work on anything that could even remotely contain asbestos, spend 20 bucks on a DIY test kit and wait a week for the results. I cannot stress enough how much of a pain in the butt it is to get rid of asbestos once it's in the air. Man, OP, you'll be lucky if that $30,000 repair bill is the only consequence you face for this action. Man, I don't want to, like, pile on the misery here, but OP said that he has kids in that house, 
it's very possible that he has doomed his kids to an early death. Do you guys know how asbestos works? Basically, you inhale the fibers because they're very, very small. And actually, they're so tiny that the fibers physically get inside of cells and damage the cells from the inside, which turns the cell cancerous. And then once the asbestos particle is in your body, it just lives there forever until you die. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash true off my chest. My boyfriend is going to cry and I don't feel bad about it. In fact, I'm excited. I've been with my boyfriend for a little over three years now. I don't even think there are words to describe how I feel about him. My life changed in an unimaginable way when he entered it. There's no one on the planet that could ever make me feel the love that I feel when I look at him. I never thought that I would find someone who treats me this way or that I even deserved a partner like him. He never fails to remind me that he thinks about, loves, and adores me. The other day, he made a passing comment that any experience he's ever had is always so much better if my presence is there. So, my boyfriend is a huge fan of Legos. Like, massive! He always buys smaller sets from Target and builds them in his free time to relax. Anytime we go to the mall, he always wants to walk around the Lego store just to marvel at the big sets. He can afford them, but he's the type to not spend money on himself. Every time we go in, I always catch him staring at the Star Wars Cantina set. He always talks about how, one day, maybe he'll muster up the courage to put 400 bucks down and fulfill his dream. But he won't have to do that, because I just ordered it off the Lego's website. And because I spent more than 150 bucks, I get a small Santa set. So my plan is, I'm just going to gift him the Santa set, and then, when we're alone, I'm going to surprise him with the cantina. He's done so much for me this year, and I can't imagine not giving this to him. So, yeah, he's going to cry, but I'm excited about it. Thanks for listening. And then, one month later, OP posted an update. One small thing to mention before getting into the update is that I ended up going back to the Lego store and buying the Boba Fett throne room set to match the cantina because I know that he wanted it and, well, why not? We did our normal gift giving with my family and I ended up putting the throne room under the tree, which he lost his mind when he opened it because he's been talking about that set for a while. After everyone settled down after gift giving and started to eat and watch Christmas movies, I asked him if he could help me do something upstairs quickly. When we got upstairs, I told him that I'd forgotten to put something under the tree. When I pulled the box out from under my bed, he looked confused, but started to unwrap it slowly. When he pulled the paperback and saw the words, Most Isley Cantina, he stopped moving for a few seconds because I don't think his brain was even fully registering what was in front of him at the time. His eyes started watering slightly. He kept saying things like, No way! before he started grinning and tearing all the paper away. He started hugging me and kept asking why I would spend so much money on him, and I told him it was because I loved him and I wanted him to be happy. He went through a mixture of jumping and excitement, hugging me, and crying for a few minutes. He kept talking about his plans to clear out the shelf behind him and put it on display in his work background. He then ended up surprising me by saying that he had also not put something under the tree because he wanted to have it be an intimate moment between the two of us. He went to the closet and was laughing about how he had put it on the top shelf because he knew that I wouldn't be able to reach it or see it. I'm very short, lol. 
When he came out, he was holding a tiny box, and when I opened it, there was a beautiful diamond necklace inside, which obviously made me cry like a baby. Oh, this is so sweet! Ah, this is so sweet! The reason why this guy couldn't afford buying Legos is because he was buying amazing gifts for his girlfriend. Ah, ah. I mean, I don't know what a diamond necklace would cost because the price can range from like thousands of dollars to tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands, so we can only guess here. But I'm very confident that a diamond necklace would cost more than a Lego set. After he put it on me, we shared a nice moment together kissing and hugging. I told him that I purposely saved the points that I got from buying the set so that he could get 50 bucks off his next Lego set. He told me that he wanted to get me a set so that he could spend the duration of building his set while I was building a set next to him. So over the weekend, we went to the Lego store, and despite me saying that I was happy with a smaller set that I would build slowly so I wouldn't finish before him, he insisted on getting me a big one and bought me the Bowser because he knows that it's one of my favorite characters. We had a great Christmas and have been having lots of fun having designated building time together. OP, I'm warning you, get out now while you still can. I bought my first Lego set like six months ago, and without exaggeration, I've already dropped $1,000 on Lego sets. Probably closer to like $1,500, I think. So, <laughs> so for the sake of your wallet, OP, I hope that you hate building Legos, because if you enjoy it, you're in trouble. That was our slash best of Redditor updates. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.